0: Hey guys, it's Jay and welcome to my podcast. I apologise to the people who were waiting last week for episode 2. I wasn't here, I was on a plane and I didn't have any recordings to put out. So, I took a week's break but now I'm back and this is going to be episode 2 of The Sixth Form Life. Apologies, again. Thank you. On today's episode of The Sixth Form Life, I will be talking about transitioning to new schools and all the emotions and opinions behind that so strap in grab yourself some drinks snacks make yourself comfortable make sure you do your homework and you know make sure you've had enough sleep because this is episode two of the six One life i swear if i see one more spider in this room i'm gonna fight someone i'm not even joking So I know transitions is very much a vague word, so I'm going to try and dumb it down a little bit. The specific transition I'm going to be talking about is the transition from secondary school to sixth form. For the Americans who are listening, this transition would be from sophomore year to junior year. Now the reason why I'm saying this is that in the UK, we don't have the opportunity to do the last two years of our school in one go. In American terms, we have to go to a different school to do our junior and senior year of high school. Some schools in the UK do have the last two years of high school attached to their schooling system. However, for the UK itself, this is an old practice and most of the time schools don't have the last two years attached. And now we come back to today's conversation so as you all have probably figured out it's september so some people may be having their first couple of days of school some people have already had their first week either either way some people would have started school by now and if you haven't i don't know what's happened with your school either maybe it's online i have no clue moving on now i know because of lockdown and covid that no one within the past 18 months has actually had like a proper school year I feel like it's been a lot harder for people to transition this year than they may would have, let's say, last year or the year before. Now don't get me wrong, I'm only speaking as a general point of view, however in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions, they found lockdown actually quite alright. Now I know that probably doesn't make any sense, so I'll try and explain it. In the opinion of both myself and neurodivergent friends at the UK point of view, We found lockdown actually kind of nice and we found it a lot calmer and a lot beneficial for ourselves sticking to our own company rather than the company of others which is kind of beneficial for everyone if you really think about it in the sense of self-isolation and masks and keeping your distance because if you're keeping to your own company you're not really with anyone i think the only thing that in my opinion i found hard was hugs not being able to like see friends and hug friends, and that kind of thing. And schooling, ugh. The first lockdown and schooling was hell. But in a social point of view, lockdown was great. (laughs) Now in a sense to the UK, this is probably the first year that I've had, and many people have had, where COVID isn't really much of a problem. Now I know that COVID restrictions still do apply to some places. However, in the UK, masks aren't mandatory no more in the sense of education yes they are but if you're exempt you're kind of fine but despite for some people COVID being kind of an escape from reality others have found it more difficult and this is why I think that the whole transition of different schools especially this year specifically has probably been harder and has received more mixed feels and to show just how truly mixed the transition has been this year I'm going to pull up some opinions from different people. One example being from BP of West Suffolk College, this is what they said. So my journey to sixth form was nerve-wracking because I didn't know if i will be getting into my course because I've been diagnosed with dyslexia and my learning has been difficult through my time in secondary school. I had trouble transferring stuff from head to paper and it took a long time to process everything as well as obviously my spelling not being the best. I'd always ask my friends to help and sometimes I had to ask them to slow it down, but I never took it as a bad thing as I was still able to do the things I loved, just in my own way. Being dyslexic, English was terrible and I had been dreading for results day because I needed both my English and my maths to get into my course. And finally, once results day came, I was thrilled to have found that I had passed both my English and maths and got into my course. And now I've made the new friends at my college, in and out of my course, and I'm now very excited to go on this journey of the next few years. However, contradicting the opinion of BP, here we have YE from Winchmore College. In my opinion, the transition from year 11 to sixth form was very easy and I honestly loved my time in year 12 and it wasn't as hard or stressful as I expected it to be. Everyone was kind and everyone introduced everyone to everyone. It was a very friendly environment and I loved all the people that I met. The only hard part was being fully committed to just three subjects. But I also enjoyed the new timetable change that I didn't need to be in from 830 to 3 every day as it would just get tiring. Other than that, to be honest, it was very fun and I enjoyed it. I mean, personally, in my opinion, 6th form is fine. I mean, I love my classes. (laughs) I wouldn't pick them any other way. Um, You have so much more freedom. The teachers are actually really nice. And um, at the end of the day, I've made more friends than I probably have or had within secondary school so i'm kind of on a win here and like despite being stuck in a country where i was unable to do the audition doing it in school was so much better and the fact that like the timetable is like really loose and like you'll come in at 11 o'clock one day and then you'll come in about 2 p.m on another day it's just nice you don't have to be in every single hour of every single day but let me just tell you something. The amount of people that I have seen in college who wear the same aesthetic kind of clothes is annoying. It's as if you just got along and done copy and paste 10 times and the copy and paste button just broke. Like, there's so many of them. To be honest, I swear, if I see anyone wearing them oversized jeans, like got patterns and like holes in the knees i'm literally gonna fight someone and i don't care who but on the plus side if you don't have them kind of aesthetic clothes like me you literally can wear anything and no one gives a shit which is nice and the free periods are just the best you can do anything you want and it's like yeah it speaks for itself it's nice And for the Americans who don't know what this feeling is, it's basically as if you've got your junior and senior year feeling like your college. That's basically it. I mean, personally, at the moment for me, I've been doing a lot of hanging out with friends and trying to work on my story, possibly role-playing with friends online, and um, overall just chilling out. I'll tell you, the funniest class I had, though, was musical theatre. Now, because I didn't actually know what was going to happen class-wise, because I didn't take the audition, um, I kind of just went along with what was happening and what the teachers were saying. But the first lesson, honestly, was the best. Because I had re-met a friend that I hadn't seen for about 10 years, and it was as if I had never left him. Long story short, I moved to schools and I left him. But like, being in that classroom, it was as if I knew him all along and I'd never left him and I stayed with him throughout secondary school and it was just the best of course we were loud and bubbly and whatever but I feel like that made the class more cozy and more homey especially in drama and theater also and I think with film studies it seems more professional but it's nice you know everyone knows their films the reason why you're there is because you have a love of film and like cinematography and all that so everyone who's in those classes took it for a reason And it's nice knowing that there are other people that chose your classes and, and like they chose the same ones similar to you because they also have like a taste in it or like they love it and it's just nice, you know. Now I know I'm saying a lot of compliments and there must be something wrong with the educational system within six And there is, but it's a very unexpected one. Now the thing that I have a problem with most is neurodivergent people and how the teachers then go along with that for example if you are a neurodivergent and you are statemented in the uk that means that you have paperwork that gets given to each and every school stating that you have autism or adhd or whatever and these are the targets we want you to meet before you you know go into the real world while this is like a good way to help neurodivergent people and like um helping them out with their, like, academical and social issues. There's one problem with this. Some neurodivergent people have a problem with their condition or their disorder because they don't feel, in metaphorical terms, normal. Some are absolutely fine with it and couldn't really give a toss. Some are alright with it unless they're now sticking out like a sore thumb. Then that becomes a problem. For me, It's when I start sticking out like a sore thumb that there's a problem. Now my assumptions were, as soon as I get to sixth form, I'm gonna be treated as if I'm normal, because academically, I'm probably better than half the people within this college, and that's not a flex, that's just the truth. I know I sound cocky, but if you search up autistic people and like, how their minds are, you'd believe me. But because I have the paperwork, because I'm statemented, there's still people in the school that are offering assistance and like, while I also think it's nice to be offered the assistance I don't exactly want it and the one thing that bugs me is that the one thing that didn't change from secondary school to sixth form is one-to-one sessions sitting with a teaching assistant or a senko leader and having to talk about your problems for an hour it's basically therapy for neurodivergent people And sometimes it helps, but sometimes it makes you stick up like a sore thumb because you're having to take time out of a class, to which you love by the way, just to talk to a teacher for about 45 minutes, about fuck all. Now I know that sometimes it does actually help people, and if I'm sounding offensive, I'm sorry, I'm only speaking my own opinion from my own experiences. However, it feels really annoying to have to go to a new school and then have teacher trainees or like teaching assistants or uh, senko leaders schedule you and have to take time out of your class to then talk to you for about 15-20 minutes about something that you probably don't really care about and just want to go back to your class for. Another thing that does bug me in this whole situation is that because the, the offer is from the statement, if I say no, there's problems. However, there's still an offer. So I still have the choice to say no, it's within my rights. And I tell you something, there are probably more people that are undiagnosed or have only the tendencies than people who have actually got diagnosed and actually statemented. Why can't you go schedule their time schedules instead of mine? I mean, surely would that not be easier? Your help would be more beneficial to them than me. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. But I'm sorry, but just specifically autism, when you get statemented, it feels as though you're in a little box. And it annoys me because you'll get people with different disorders who like, have statements and everything, and they don't get one-to-ones. They don't get taken out of their classes to talk to someone for 20 minutes for nothing. So like, what did I miss? There is a spider hanging on my ceiling and I don't know what to do with it. Shoo. Going back to the teacher's point of view with this as well, they are so patronising for people who are like autistic or have ADHD and it drives me up the wall. And no, not railing. For example, I'll be in a meeting or something. Like, I'll be in an annual meeting checking my documents again, my statements. And like checking over what targets I had to get through and be like oh have I done them have I not and the way that the papers are written has to be written in such a negative way that it's almost patronizing for example let's say I'm looking at someone's document they're autistic and they have only the slightest problem with their hygiene for example it may be like having consistent showers because some people are like that but Let me just tell you, the way that that would be written on the statement would be as though they haven't had a shower in a fucking year and it's just sad because the reason why statements have to be written like this is so the statement could be there still because if it seems as though you're actually doing good and you're actually making progress the government then turns around to you and says well if they're making progress then surely they shouldn't be statemented no more. Do you see the problem? Someone could be making so much progress within like the past six, seven years and their statement would basically say fuck all of that and like it's sad because you see people have so much progress and their statements, if they ever bothered to read their statement they would be so offended with it because it just says like all the negative stuff and like it says all the stuff they haven't done or can't do because of said disorder despite the fact that they probably made so much progress within the years and that's probably what makes them like so proud about being like dyslexic or autistic or whatever because they've made so much progress and that's what they love about it and it's just sad you know and like the way teachers will like talk to each other about someone who has autism or dyslexia or everything while they're in the room by the way it's like they'll speak on their behalf because sometimes autistic people can be blunt and like uh, the message that they want to get across isn't uh, clear exactly and like teachers think it's okay to talk in, on, on their behalf and that's just not right just because we may have trouble explaining things as autism specifically or any neurodivergent does not mean you can talk on our behalf and basically, try and say what we're trying to say anyway. You can't do that. That's just wrong. And if you do do that, you can go. You can go into it. Simple. Bye, Karen. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Half time. This is your intermission block. I repeat, this is your intermission block. You can pause here so you can make yourself even more comfier. Strap yourself in even more. Possibly take a loo break or get some more drinks and snacks. And I'll see you soon. Welcome back. To the people who did actually pause and made themselves even more comfier or took a loo break or whatever, welcome back. And to the people who didn't pause because they must have been comfy already or didn't need a loo break or any more snacks or drinks or whatever, welcome back also. I'm thinking now that one of the reasons it's such a difficult topic to, like, talk about is that I've only kind of been in for two days. And, like, despite those two days being, like, the best two days I've ever had in my life, school's gone so smoothly and it kind of seems too good to be true. But because I've only been there for two days, I don't really know what to talk about much. I mean, it's so different from secondary school. It's just nice, I guess. I know I've said nice too many times in this video, but I couldn't care. It's great. And I think that, of course, people have like different opinions because some people think that. Online school was better. Some people think that being in school was better. Some people think that, like, having scheduled times that you had to be in every hour, 8 till 3, is better. Some people think having, like, a loose schedule, like I do at the moment, is also nice. Everyone's got their own opinions about how they would like their schooling to be based on their whole experience. And I think that's one of the reasons as to why school is, like, diverse because. Despite the nationalities, ethnicities and, you know, all of that, you're all kind of on the same page. And, like, there's no difference on who starts and who finishes and whatever. Because you're all starting in the same place, you're all finishing in the same place. So, you're all on the same journey. And I think that's one of the things that I find interesting is because no matter how much you're struggling or how much you're soaring, you're still going to go from A to B. In the same time so technically the best way to do it is just go through it day by day and see what happens and another thing too college food is incredible I thought secondary school food wasn't actually that bad fuck it six form food is the best thing I've ever eaten and I don't know why the year above us decided to think oh do you know what it's all shit and whatever I'm like shush listen it's really nice if you actually just take a minute to fucking eat it instead of drinking alcohol or taking drugs or doing shit like that so if you just like stay clean and eat it you'll know exactly what it tastes like and it tastes like heaven but a slight thing that bugs me is that like how short our breaks and lunches are like it's currently 8.55 right now and i would have a free period and then i'd have lunch lunch is like 10.30 to 10.50 and i'm just like Bruh, I want more time, please. But to be fair, if you've got a free period, then I guess you're fine. Because that does count as your break. And the work you get in sixth form is just different, I guess. It's not like what you would normally get in secondary school or primary school. It's oddly specific. I mean, for example, for musical theatre, we had to do research on um, a practitioner. And I believe they stuck us in three groups and uh, give up, gave us one to do. Annoyingly, I didn't get lin one Miranda, despite the fact that I would have really wanted him. I got Andrew Lloyd Webber instead. Which isn't bad, but I probably would have preferred Lim. Only because of Hamilton. And In The Heights. And 21 Trump Street. What the heck I gotta do to be with you? What the heck I gotta do? don't ask i had to but like because it's so specific it's nice and like they don't want us to just do like presentations and stuff they want us to be able to like immerse the audience or the rest of the people within the class and like kind of teach them something new as in as if like we're the teachers which i guess is kind of teaching us skills in case we want to end up teaching kids musical theater later which i don't think any of us want to but it's a nice skill to learn and like for drama drama is the exact same as secondary school it just has more of a professional vibe and film studies is just film studies the study of film and like i know i can't really say much because i've only been there for like two days but like it's the best honestly i i can't wait to go to college or uni, wherever you are in the world, and whatever you call it, I can't wait and I believe that that is the end of the episode thank you very much for listening and if you want to hear more please do check out Omnisexual.pride on Instagram jkiraz on YouTube, that's K-I-R-A-Z and also check out Spotify for more episodes each episode will be coming out every weekend, so the next one should be in and around this saturday to this sunday if you also want to suggest any other kind of subjects or terms or kind of debatable things that you want me to talk about within my um podcast then you can also send over dms on omnisexual.pride and i'll get back to you as soon as possible again thank you so much for listening and i'll see you soon cheers bye